1: You're listening to episode 172 of the Marathon Running Podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about five running books to put on your reading list. This is the Marathon Running Podcast by Letty and Ryan from We Got The Runs. Join us in our running community for weekly content that is motivational, educational, and inspirational, and let the Marathon Running Podcast take you from the starting line to the finish line and beyond. Hey runners, and welcome to episode 172. My name is Letty. My name is Ryan. And this is the third time we're re-recording this because I keep messing up the intro.
3: Yes, and I just had to sit here and laugh
1: yes so we are Ryan and Letty like we said we do a weekly marathon running podcast where we talk about all things running we bring you coaches we bring you nutrition experts we bring you all sorts of things and today we decided that it was time after three years to update our reading list neither Ryan and I are avid readers
3: speak for yourself I avidly read my phone (laughs)
1: we do read a lot. I read a lot for work and I do listen to a lot of audiobooks. Now I'm not one of the people that say listening to audiobooks qualifies as reading even though I still get the same content.
3: I mean I think if it's the same content it doesn't really matter. I mean it's like
1: wait you're the one who gave me a hard time about saying that I read 50 books when I listened to them via audio
3: yeah well you can't claim a, a certain number of books read when all you're doing is listening to them that's different you're saying you gather the same information and i agree that the same information can be gathered whether or not you listen to it through an audiobook or look at stuff online or read actual books but you can't claim you've read a bunch of books when you just listen to audiobooks because half the time you fall asleep too I think.
1: well guess what I'm still an avid reader because we have young children that we read books to. And
3: Dr. Seuss doesn't count.
1: <laughs> They're books. So if I count all the children's books I read, I'm probably close to a thousand a year.
3: Yurtle the turtle?
1: Yes. <laughs> anyway, so...
3: So what do you mean by updating your reading book list?
1: Well, I'm glad you asked. So I talked to Liz and Alan from Running Book Reviews. That's their Instagram handle. They do book reviews and they are also currently training for a sub three hour marathon. So along with that, their current readings include these specific five books that I also found would be helpful for all listeners currently training for a marathon because they include mental training books, nutrition books, marathon plan books, strength training books, and so on.
3: Plus, it's nice to always update the list a little bit. I mean, if someone has read the books that you had on there, you know, mix it up a bit.
1: Yes. So I will link all these books in the show notes. So that way, you guys, if you're enticed to read them, you can purchase them. And I'll make it easy for you guys to find them.
3: When's the last time you talked about running books or running book reviews?
1: Oh Ryan, I think that was three years ago in the early days of the podcast, so it's time for an update.
3: But you've had a lot of authors on your podcast too, right?
1: Yes, yes. So a full episode of running book reviews was a really long time ago. But then I also found some running books and contacted the authors to see if they would be available to come on. So, So we do frequently have authors on. A lot of the time, it's running coaches too that write running books to help their athletes. So I always find that very helpful and interesting. And as you know, I love psychology and mental training books.
3: There's definitely a big psychological factor to running a
1: marathon. 90% is mental.
3: Not if you haven't trained.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, are you ready to hop into my conversation with Alan and Liz? Let's do it. All right. So without any further ado, here is the conversation with Alan and Liz. All right. So I'm on here with Liz and Alan from Running Book Reviews. Can you please let me know who you are and how you started reviewing books? well so there's two of us I'm Liz
2: and um I'm with my co-host Alan and so we're training partners so that's um we know each other uh, from training we're both part of the same club and um we uh, we discovered that we both really like to read uh, in particular books about running because we really like to like learn more things that will help us with our running and uh the pandemic hit um Alan retired from his, from his corporate job. And so uh, we decided to start this podcast.
0: Yeah. One of the advantages is that um, we're actually both similar speeds. We're not very similar ages. So we have different perspectives on things, Um, but we're similar speeds. So we spend a lot of time running together. So, you know, you run out of subjects. So then it's, oh, I read a good book lately. (laughs) And now it's, okay, so we're reading this book. Where are you up to? And yeah it keeps the conversation going while the agony goes on in the training
2: yeah it's kind of a competition at this point too. It's like it's like Alan expects me to always be ahead, which means that like I have to um make sure that i I, I start the book before he does <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> that's awesome. and so how did you decide to start a podcast about books?
0: yeah, well, it was basically um um, we stumbled in our conversations on the fact that we're both book nerds. we're, we're both into uh, learning about the thing that we love that we're passionate about doing. Um, we're both into trying to learn a bit more about it and be inspired by other people. Um, so we found we had actually a, a little running library in common. So we just because because I was retired, I said, hey, how about we start a podcast? because I thought that'd be a good retirement project. And that was three years ago. And we thought, also thought, oh, we're going to run out of running books to review. So mm-hmm. let's base ourselves. We'll try for one every two weeks, about two a month, but we'll probably run out of books. Well, three years later, we've probably got more books in, a, in our reading pile than we've ever had. Um, some people seem to be able to write books quicker than we can read them. <laughs> you know, we're talking about you, Matt Fitzgerald.
1: That's awesome. So yeah, so we brought you on because we, well, to be honest, I don't read as much as I should. And I feel like most of us don't read as much as we should. And it's not just the benefit of, you know, the training books. There's so many different books when it comes to running. As you as you guys learned, you opened a whole can of worms when you said you're going to run out of books. There's books on nutrition. There's books on mental training. There's always something new. And so for that reason, I wanted to have you guys talk about your five favorite books at the time. I know this is something that is not stagnant. It'll always change and evolve, but we want to bring five books to our listeners and we're going to talk about the type of book they are. So training book or nutrition book, whatever they are, the title, author, credentials, synopsis, and then some other stuff like strength and weaknesses. So maybe we can hop right into the first book. So I guess before we even start, um,
2: I'll just mention that, you know, like it's hard to pick favorites. Like we can't really say we have favorites because it really sort of depends on, I guess, um, where we're at in what we need. Like, so sometimes, you know, you need inspiration. So you might want to read a biography. Sometimes you just want, you know, um, some funny infographics and there's actually books with that. Or sometimes, you know, you want, uh, you want a training book because you're getting ready for your next, uh, like phase of training. So, this what we did with the five books is we decided to pick like the five books we're kind of currently using because we're training for a sub three hour marathon, which is coming up in like five weeks, four weeks at this point, five weeks. Let's say it's five weeks. It's five October weeks. 1st. Um. So so, yeah, so this this list of five favorites, it's like not really a list of it's a list of of current um, most used
3: books.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we've kind of collaborated to come up with a list and uh, um, things things that are, are front and center for us now in our goal to run a sub three hour marathon. And just on you know your favorites, what I always say when people ask me that question is, books are like my children. You can't have favorites. You love them all for different reasons. <laughs>
1: I love that quote. And I love even more that you're both collectively uh, running a sub three hour marathon. I think that's awesome. And I think the timing couldn't be any better because most runners are ramping up for fall marathons. We have Berlin and Chicago and those are just alone. Those are two big ones. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. just
2: around the corner. So I guess um n- like, w- it's kind of in a, in a pyramid order. So the base of the pyramid, I thought, uh, run like a pro, even if you're slow by Matt Fitzgerald and Ben Rosario, uh, because we love the idea that the pros are just like the rest of us and that we can actually just apply some of the things that they're doing in their training, uh, to get fitter and race better. And the book talks about like a wide variety of topics. Um, and after each kind of chapter, Ben Rosario, who's like, a coach, the coach of the Hoka Nazli team in the U.S he gives like a kind of like a coach's uh coach's tips kind of thing at the end of each um each section so uh that's kind of a a, yeah. a a good
0: yeah Matt's a fantastic Matt Fitzgerald is a fantastic author and he's kind of the pioneer of eighty twenty, uh which everybody's kind of heard of in terms of training methodology and um he just before this he wrote another book book called uh, running the dream where he went and trained as a professional um and and wrote about what it was like to train as a professional when you're just a mere mortal and um he decided with the coach that took him on at Nazelite, he would write a second book saying well how do you go about it then not everybody gets to live my experience um so let me talk you through what i've learned and what to do um, so it makes for great reading. It's great storytelling as well as superb information and and a lot of variation in the training, which is kind of uh, if you're getting bored with training um, or you're finding it routine, there's a lot of uh, change-ups in the training and done by people who are training professional people.
1: So is it more makes- of an like a instructional book where they tell you how you should approach it, something that you follow along as train, trainer? Is it more tips for running or techniques
2: yeah i would say it reads um it reads very well so it's not really like a follow a long book i would say it's got sections and you can sort of dive into the sections as you need them because you know um they'll be like they talk about pacing why is why is pacing important and actually that elite runners are much better pacers than we are so you know, they talk about things like that and they do go into like, well, how can you be a better pacer? And then in the coach's tips, there's, um, there's, you know, sort of like workouts you can try and incorporate in order to, to, to become yeah. better at pacing. But I would say that, uh, there are training plans in the back, so you can use it as a training book as well, but, uh, uh, that's not the book that we decided to follow in terms of the marathon training plan that we chose okay Perfect.
0: probably that's a good segue and we could move on to the uh, book that contains the training plan that we actually followed
2: yeah let's that a good do it. idea, it Yep.
0: um which is um advanced marathoning by pete fitzinger and scott douglas um we figured we'd done enough marathons to sort of merit opening a book that said advanced on the front of it, advanced marathoning. Um, so we said, oh, you know, with nervousness, let's open this book and let's go for it because we're really, with a three-hour marathon, we're reaching for the edge of our envelope. This is, we we think, Liz and I both think that this is sort of the on the edge of what we could achieve. So let's reach for the best that we can do. And let's look for the kind of most rigorous training program that we can um, be able to take on and swallow. Well, there's several mileage differences that you can take, different shorter mileage, medium. We're doing the medium mileage. Even the shorter mileage is quite a quite a bit. So uh, you can't come in as a beginner. Um, and then there are um, different week lengths of weeks of programs, where, depending on where you're starting from. Um, If you're already fully trained, you can start with a shorter program or you think you might get exhausted. um, You can start with a shorter program. Um, And basically, it's tried and tested from people who are really, really good coaches and understand um, what their training is doing to you. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, all right. So, with this book, is that something that would be too late for other fall marathoners to pick up now? Is that a book that you should definitely read prior to starting a new training cycle, or is that something? Pick
2: yeah, up I think it would be a new training cycle because the shortest plan is twelve weeks, and um, because they're all quite high mileage. Like, I think yeah. you really can't have a sh- can't do it for shorter um, than twelve weeks. I don't think because uh, I think the lowest mileage plans, uh, there's a section, uh, under 55 miles, but then after that, it's, uh, 55 to, 70 and then 70 to 88 anyway it's, yeah. and then there's one even above that so yeah we, so there's a uh, quite a bit of mileage and the workouts are quite advanced um as we found out mm-hmm. because not only do you have our long run you also have something that we never did before it's a medium long run so one other time during the week you're running kind of long but not as long as your long run so it's like it's quite time consuming uh you really have to dedicate yourself to this one and I think that, um, you know, you know, if you try a training plan, doesn't matter which one it is, whether it's this advanced one or whether it's the Hanson plan or whatever plan. I think that sometimes if you fail the first time, it's not because you're going to continue failing. Um I think that, you know, you... Y- you're not the same person the second year you try it, and the third year you try it, and you are fitter because you had that experience in the past. I think that's what we've found.
0: This and I think to- I think part of the trick is also um, going to your training program with the idea that you know you're going to have fun doing the training and learn during the training and and develop during the training. Um, we talk about you know failing our workouts and things like that, but actually we don't. Mentally, we try not to use um, a concept of failure. We always talk about, well, you get two things. You you have joy in the training program. And uh, on marathon day, you get one of two things. You get success or you get learning.
1: I like that a lot. That should be applied to anything in life, really. Are you looking for the perfect apparel that mirrors your love for running? Look no further than Run Swag. The go-to store by runners for runners. From witty tees to hoodies that commemorate your marathon majors to crops that get you motivated, Run Swag's got you covered. Discover the perfect blend of comfort and style. Visit www.runswag.com. Run Swag. There's something for every runner. So that's cool. So that's book number two, Advanced Marathon Training. So we got that book. So what is you guys' next book? What's book number three for you guys? So number 3 is also part of the fundamentals. If you're going to do a
2: really hard marathon training program, you need to make sure that you have um good nutrition. And so uh we chose high performance nutrition for masters athletes uh by Lauren Antonucci and um uh, Lauren defines a masters uh, is uh is an athlete over the age of 35. So I mean, you're pretty young when you are considered a master. And um the the thing with the, this book, so she's a she's a registered uh, dietitian and she works with athletes. Um, so she, like the book is full of really good information and it's a wide range of information, but she goes through all the macronutrients and why they're important for your training. So like why are carbohydrates important? Why is getting enough important? Um, why is protein important for masters athletes? And, uh, also she, she kind of touches on each of the, um, uh, like I'm going to say fad diets because, you know, it's these, uh, these diets that come in and out of popularity. For example, like the ketogenic diet and, um, you know, all these different diets. And she, you know, she kind of says like, she goes into the research and what it does or doesn't show. And in most of these cases, the thing is the research is not done on athletes. Athletes really do need all of the macronutrients. Like we, we need good fats as much as we need protein. And we definitely need, because we're endurance athletes, lots and lots and lots of carbohydrate because that's what we're burning. Um, and she even goes into the breakdown of how, how much, um, we actually burn because I think that in the running space, we're under the impression that we, um, you know, like when you're running at a slow pace, you're just burning fat. When you're running fast, you're, you're just burning carbohydrates or something like that, but it's actually a mix in every range. And even when you're running slow, let's say you're an ultra marathoner, or you're just jogging, you're still burning half of your energy comes from carbohydrates, which is like surprising, right? That's not kind of the impression we get when we, uh listen to people that have switched over to like high fat diets because it helps because they think it's going to help them burn fat so um we really enjoyed this book it really opened our eyes
0: i think liz is a nutrition nerd so you can tell by the way she talks she's (laughs) she's right into this and i was sort of like what is this nutrition thing you you just i'm sort of a bit more generalist i think my my nutrition approach that i tell people is eat all the food um, you've got you've got a fuel so eat all the stuff in front of you and uh, if you want some more eat some all. so but but you know i've gradually become less of a caveman regarding that sort of <laughs> stuff and and more nerdy like like liz um and one of the things I, I learned really well from this book was protein intake if you're a if you're a um training really hard, and you've got a hard program, you need to recover well, and you're going to need some protein to help you recover well. Um, and if you're a master's, particularly if you're an older master's, I'm almost a double master's, so you also are not absorbing your protein as well in, in your older years. So if you're training hard and you're older, you're going to need extra, extra protein and in fact, one of the things I changed in my habits was I started bringing a protein shake to every workout and drinking it after each workout. And uh, Liz was quite proud of me. Mm. She saw me uh, changing my habits and developing uh, better habits for for my nutrition. And I think that's the way to go as well. Make small changes and make them stick. Um, don't make big changes. One of the things uh, Lauren uh, taught us was in fact, a lot of the a lot of the fad things, Um, are not that well researched with respect to athletes. You know, you get a generally accepted truth that, um, I don't know, beetroot is good, is good for you because it does certain things. But in fact, when you look at the studies, the studies are usually like not that extensive. The one thing I learned was caffeine works. Caffeine's legal and caffeine works. And there are heaps and heaps of studies that prove that it works and it's, it's categorically correct now. But a lot of the other things, they kind of may work sometimes in certain situations with certain populations. And it's, it's much more equivocal. Uh, mm-hmm. the other thing with Lauren's book was there are lots and lots of examples of really good athletes. So there are case studies about, you know, getting Ryan Hall, sticking a mic in his face and saying, okay, what's your nutrition tips or what problems did you have? So you can see all the sorts of difficulties and challenges that people have had.
1: I like it. I like it, especially the examples of other athletes. And I absolutely love that you were bringing up the fad diets because my husband and I have that conversation all the time about this is a fat diet. How much does it really work? How many of these studies are actually done on athletes versus Mm -hmm. general population? So that's Mm -hmm. really cool. All right. Really good book. Yes. So we'll put that on the list and then let's move on to book number four. So, uh,
2: book number four, we picked, um, a mental training book. Uh, so mental training for ultra running by Addie Bracey. So this book, I mean, the title says ultra running, but really like mental training is good for anybody running any distance. Uh, because she talks about a lot of, a lot of important things like, um, you know, how to, how to improve your, your consistency because you, you know, you know your why in running, like, like, like why are you doing this? Um, and and your why could be anything. It could be like, I think a lot of people that start running in uh, adulthood, their why is like, I want to lose weight, but eventually if you're going to stick with running, you need something else. And it could be, um, your why could be I don't know uh, because you want to be healthy for your kids to see uh, what they become later on or I don't know it needs to be something personal to you and it can be anything um, it's actually a really tough question I found out the thing that Adi does really well in her book is she has exercises in every chapter so you can you read all the theory uh, and um, and then you could do the exercises to sort of like see what that means for you. And she teaches you about like tolerating discomfort. uh, So tricks about that. And um, she's actually, you know, researched in this space for a long time. And she's an ultra runner herself. So she's done a lot of really hard things. So, um, you know, she's uh, definitely a good person to, to be writing about that
1: topic.
0: Yeah, Adi's Adi's a a fantastic resource in terms of just breaking down things that maybe you don't think about when you're running because you're concentrating on your training, and um, maybe you don't practice. And, in fact, this area, I think, is one where increasingly people are starting to get into it now and say, look, um, we've tended to take this for granted. People Mm -hmm. say, oh, uh, I'm not a real runner, or I'm not confident with respect to running, Um, Well, actually, you can change that if you want. Um, There are ways, there are techniques for doing that. Um, One thing that comes across straight away is self-talk. Did you know that in 2017, there was a research, uh, I think it was Holmquist, did some research that came out with the fact that 77% of our thoughts about ourselves are negative?
1: Oh, wow. Um, That's a lot. and,
0: And. and really, the, the the small solution is, if you're saying something inside your head, would you say that to your best friend about them? Like, if they had a bad workout, would you say, "Well, you suck, you're 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 pretty hopeless"? <laughs> well, of course you wouldn't. You'd say, you know, you but you'd build them up. But you do you tend to do that mentally to yourself. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm, go- I'm 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 a failure. Like I can't do it like the other people. Um, that goes on in your head, and you can you can actually address that. You can start to, um, with, through exercises, change the way that you do that, and it can have a very significant diff, uh, difference on how you might perform, uh, particularly when the going gets tough or when you have a bad workout or those kinds of things. Um, so, and and what we sort of concluded was, in fact. We do lots and lots of workouts physically, but we don't do many workouts mentally.
3: Mm.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And I love that you guys have, you know, not just the training books and nutrition books, but you're coming full circle with these books and you include mental training, especially the fact is you guys are training for a sub three hour marathon. That is crazy fast for really anyone, but then you're right. We're doing all this stuff to train our bodies, but what about our minds? And there's so many tricks you can do. I read somewhere that, you know, when you talk to yourself, you're supposed to say you for exactly that reason instead mm-hmm. of I, because you're going to be kinder to anyone else. So I love this. Um And I put that on my list. Definitely can't wait to get that book. Okay. Number five.
2: So for number five, uh, we picked... So we picked a strength training book because obviously all of us runners should be doing strength training um, So for a strength training book that we've been following the plans from uh, I guess for the the first kind of half of the training was um, Jay decherrry's running rewired. Uh, but you know, I know like a lot of these books have strength training in them as well. Uh, I think a lot of training books now include that. So, you know, they'll have some kind of a routine. And, um, th- so I think that, that Jay Descherry, so his strength is that he's, uh, he actually does work with runners in real life. Um, and it's really a strength training book geared towards runners with exercises that will help runners. And, um, the only thing that I would say with this book is that some of the plans, the the amount of time you need to dedicate to strength training can be uh like significant so you know the you know you're supposed to do like two to three workouts a week but the workouts like some of them take a, you know an hour so <laughs> so um you know you have to really be dedicated um i th- i like as much as um this is this is on our top five um like i just want to also mention that you know, any strength training is better than no strength training. And so sometimes, you know, if Jay Desherry's book says, do three rounds of like these exercises, um, if you do one round, like it's okay because it's something as opposed to nothing. Uh, but we chose Jay Desherry because he's, uh, he's got, he's got good plans for, um, he has kind of core, core things. And then he has the actual strength training, uh, which, which, um, you can progress through because you have the, the, for strength, and then you can also have some, like he incorporates, uh, plyometrics.
0: Yeah. And they're not, they're not general training programs. They're specifically orientated towards, um, runners. So they're designed to strengthen what runners need, um, the great thing about Jade Desherry's book is that he explains everything beforehand. So mm-hmm. you get a whole series of um, discussions beforehand saying, um, look at your knee and look how it aligns with your toes. Um, if it's off to the right, then you need to do these kind of exercises if it's off to the left you need to do these other kind of exercises so you're going through like a little self-diagnosis and i learned all sorts of things about my body like my right ankle doesn't flex as much as my left ankle and that's why i have problems doing squats um and my right knee doesn't align well with with my hip and that's why I have problems with soreness in my right knee when I do lots and lots of running because my hip doesn't relieve stress. And suddenly you understand your body better. So you go, okay, if I have that, what exercises should I do to improve? Um, and then suddenly you're you're targeting. You know, you've got you sort of self-coaching yourself uh, in your strength training, which is fantastic. Um, if you can spend spend the time and effort to do that. Something that we do do from a strength point of view is if we don't have time and we just want to, uh, we can't get to the gym and we just want to do uh, a workout. We have a dumbbell workout that, um, uh, an, uh, an author and, and, uh, athlete called Neely Spence Gracie, um, taught, taught us to do in her book, Breakthrough Women's Running. Um. Which, Which we- that
2: book uh, that book has a whole bunch of other things for women um and also for men I mean a lot of it is about um you know just just um working towards breakthroughs but uh because it's called breakthrough women women's running she goes into you know pregnancy um w- female hormones how that affects training and those kinds of things but she has a dumbbell routine that's um you know it doesn't take long And you could do one to three sets, but it's really, even when we do three sets, I think it takes us maybe half an hour.
0: Yeah. Takes me and your husband slightly longer than half an hour because we talk in between a lot.
1: That's awesome. So that's going to be our bonus book that we're going to add to the list. Thank you very much for that. And um, good luck to you guys on your upcoming marathon. I hope everything goes well. And uh, which marathon are you guys running? We're going to do the Petit Trains Nord uh, marathon. It's a, it's,
2: it's a very uh, small, like local race. So, you know, we thought that we would take that approach because we get to sleep in our own beds and have our breakfast that we're used to having. So, um, I think like we're trying to, trying to improve something every marathon training cycle because we've been trying to get this sub three hour marathon for, for a while now. And, um, we think that that could give us the, the edge we need, or at least it'll give me the edge I need because Ellen's already done the three hours.
1: Wow. And how close are you to, to that goal? Uh, three oh four and a half. So that's amazing. That's amazing. I mean, to me, that's the same as a three hour, if that makes you feel any better. <laughs> yes. Yeah, something about seeing that too. You know, I keep trying because I just want to see that too at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I know you can do it. You are equipped with the right books. Thank you guys so much. And please let our listeners know how they can find you guys on social media and as well as on in the cod podcasting world.
0: Yeah, well, you can find us on running book reviews. basically, our uh, our uh, podcast is called Running Book Reviews with Alan and Liz. And um, I think our handles on Facebook and Instagram are running book reviews. And our handle on Twitter is reviews underscore running.
1: Thank you guys so much.
0: You're welcome. Happy running.
1: Thank you guys for speaking with me. Thank you so much for updating our reading list. As I said, we're linking all the books in our show notes and also on our website, our website is www.marathonrunningpodcast.com. And if you go to blogs, I will try to post a blog that also lists all these running books for you guys.
3: I think that was a good idea to update the books. Maybe we should do that more consistently.
1: Definitely, especially around Christmas time when we are all trying to find something for our favorite runners. So
3: so what are we doing next week?
1: So next week, we are going to talk to Carlos, the runner. If you have not followed him on Instagram, do yourself a favor and follow him because he's super hilarious. He posts running memes and super funny content. So we talk about him and his memes a little bit. But Carlos, the runner, is also a shoe expert. And you know, I've been looking for somebody to talk to about shoes for the last two years. So I hit the jackpot with that conversation.
3: Ooh, I'm interested. All right. So without further ado,
1: we are now going to go on with our weekend.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And with that, have a great week of running.
1: Thanks for tuning in. For more information, head to www.runningpodcast.us. And as always, have a great week of running.